Utah, Florida's Alternative 104.3 The Shark. It's Aaron. It's another Open Swim, Episode 2, with Rob Alba of Shark Valley Sisters. How's it going, Rob? Hey, what's up? Hey, thanks for joining me today. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. You've been in the scene a really long time. And uh, as I said off mic before we started, I I wanted to start at the beginning. So kind of tell me how you got involved with playing music when you picked up playing. Okay. I mean, I've been playing since I was in high school. Uh, And actually, I did start down here in the late 70s, early 80s. Had a band when I was in high school called the Ex-Cons. And we, uh, we put out a little record and we played for a while. But I met... Dan Hosker down here in like 84 and then we actually both moved up to Boston and played in a band for about five years and then we moved down here in 1990 and that's when I uh, we formed Holy Terrors me and Dan formed a band called the Holy Terrors and um, we played down here that was like when I stayed down here and then we played a lot and we uh, you know we were together a long time put out some stuff put out some records toured a couple of times and and uh, we even, I mean, we sort of weren't together, but we would still play once in a while still until uh, Dan passed away. He passed away about five, God, I think it's almost five years now. So uh, he passed away. Uh, I wasn't going to play, obviously, with the Holy Terrors anymore, so I really probably felt like I wasn't going to play at all. And then Fausto Figueredo, who was the drummer for Load, which was a band that came out uh, about the same time as the Terrors, they were no longer together. And um, uh, Bobby, uh, the singer, Bobby Lowe Johnson, had passed away uh, just uh, a couple of months after Dan. So Fausto kind of talked me into getting together and playing, and uh, before I knew it, we had a band called Shark Belly Sisters. And that catches us up to where we are today. Now, I also want to talk to you about what was it like for the first time playing with Fausto um, after you resigned yourself to not playing at all? It was funny because I never... I knew Fausto. I always knew him from the scene. I knew him from Load, and Load were great. I love Load. They were a great band. But Fausto is kind of a different kind of drummer. He's a real hard hitter, which I like, but he definitely has his own style. He plays different. So I honestly never thought he would fit like uh, me playing with him. He just played so differently, and I just never thought it would be a good fit. So, um, But we got together and just uh, started playing, and I had some new stuff that I was sort of working on, and he picked it up really quick, and uh, and it was great. And now he's like my uh, best, uh, one of my best friends in the world, and uh, he's a great guy. And he's still a, just a weird drummer still, but uh, he's a good guy. <laughs> but I feel like his his drumming, you know, I'm sorry for the cliche, but is really the backbone of the band. It's the signature sound that, that really drives things at home, so to speak. Yeah, he's definitely someone that gets uh, noticed. Like people, you can't help if there's a band with Boston Winter, people are, are going to notice him and notice the drummers. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, his style is so, he, he hits so hard and he brings his arms way up in the air and down. So it's theatrical. It's very theatrical, too, you know. So, so definitely, he, he, he definitely gets noticed. So yeah, it is, it, it is a big part of, uh, of how we are, I think, definitely. <laughs> and it's a blast to watch. Now, it started as the two of you guys, and now you've expanded and have two more players with you. Can you tell me how that came to be? Um, honestly, it was just getting old. I mean, it was great uh, writing songs together and playing together, but just actually playing live, I felt like there was too much uh, too much space. Like, we couldn't fill up enough space. I really I, I felt like singing and I'm playing guitar and I'm trying to fill up all this space. And I'm, I was so used to playing in uh, uh, bands with uh, two guitar players and a bass player. And uh, I just felt like it was too much work. <laughs> too much work. So I thought it would be better. Let's get some guys in, other people, so we could just make more of a racket, you know. So Okay, so my next question is, 
after all these years of playing and touring and, and going back and forth between bands and with different people, and how do you continue to find yourself revitalized? Like, where's your inspiration for creating new? Um, I don't know. It's crazy. I wonder that often myself because uh, <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, I could definitely, things would be a lot calmer and more relaxing if I didn't do it. But um, it's it, it's good. You get to a set, like uh, when you're younger and playing bands, you always have that thing in your back of the head that you're over oh, going to maybe, you know, put something out or get known more, get to a certain level. But usually when when you're still playing music now and you're not, a cover band playing at a restaurant or stuff like that. Like, that's not something I would ever have any interest in doing. I'd rather just not play at all. But when you're still playing uh, original music and, like, writing stuff and creating new stuff, it's, it becomes just like you're just doing it just for the joy of doing it and just for the music. So it becomes really pure in a way, you know, and you're doing it for all the right reasons because you're doing it because you, you still love it and you love playing with uh, people and creating stuff. Yeah, there's something to be respected and appreciated uh, when it comes to being able to do it just for the sake of doing it, not because you feel like you're forced into it for whatever reason. Right, right. And you like still have you still like have pride, and you still want it to be good, and you want it to be really good. So, uh, you know, it's not just like going through the motions at all. It's almost the opposite of that. It's like just doing it just to just because it's it's great. It's great to still be able to play, and you know, the us that are still alive, we know we have a lot of friends that aren't around anymore that have passed. So, just if we're still able to do it, then we're still going to do it. That's what we feel like. Do you foresee yourself doing it until you can't any longer? Until I die, yes. Until <laughs> I drop amazing. dead, probably, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love hearing that. That's the best. Yeah, yeah, why not? So, Rob, one of my favorite things is that your band is so good about lifting up other bands and supporting your peers and supporting, you know, younger acts that are coming up in our scene as well. Tell me who some of your favorites are to work with and play with. Oh, man, yeah, there's a lot of good bands out now. Milk Spot is a great uh, young band that are just really, uh, really good. Vagrant Stomp is another really good band. Fan Rats, uh great uh great guys and 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 it's cool because all these bands are like younger guys but they're um if they do think of us as just old farts and everything they at least do it behind our backs they're not saying it to us so they maybe you know when they talk to us they seem very uh, <laughs> that we're all peers and, uh, and it's good <laughs> yeah and another thing is it, it extends beyond just you know, the, the bands that you lift up and support, but also um, other artists, whether it be visual artists or photographers, um, like T.J. Smith of T.J. Photo, you use often uh, for Kill the Day for your cover art. She shot the photography. Um, it's, yeah, 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 absolutely, it, absolutely. It's cool that between T.J. And, and Fernie, you know, you use people in the scene. You don't, you don't go outside or elsewhere to look for people to help you produce things. Yeah, I always, I've, I've always been about that. I love that. There's so many talented, cool people around. So, yeah, yeah, whenever we do anything, you always try and bring in as many, um, just, you know, as many local people, artists uh, that are doing different stuff and getting uh, getting people involved. Especially, sometimes you think, like, ah, I could just do it myself, I could do it myself. But, it, but it's actually, it, it comes out better and it's more fun to get other people involved, too, other artist friends involved. Right, and when you take, you're removing your ego from the equation, too, when you're not just doing everything yourself. I know I've been guilty of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's the one good thing about when you get older. You you tend to, hopefully, uh, some of that goes away, like the competitiveness and the ego stuff just goes out the door, and you just want to work with, it. you know, it, it, it's a cliche, but it, it's true. The more you bring other people into something, it, like, lifts everything up, and it just makes everything better. Yeah, and, you know, 
overall, we're all in this to, you know, make each other better and make the scene better. I feel like I've lived here since 99 and I've kind of watched things grow and evolve. And I miss the early days with um, Holy Terrors and and stuff. But, you know, just hearing the stories and kind of being able to relive it um, from the point of view, you know, we all have something to learn from the generations above us and below us, I feel like. That's very true. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> so let's talk about Miami Punk Rock High. You mentioned your band from high school. You guys are going to be reuniting? We are, yes. My high school punk rock, or not even punk rock. We're like new wave, I guess we were. Um, yeah, the X-Cons. And this is about uh, the scene before uh, the 90s. This is like the 80s, from basically from 80 to 89, uh, the original music scene, uh, which there was one. So this is like really going going back and um, there's a lot of bands, but and some people like uh, Charlie Pickett still around, still going, and he's uh, from back in the day. He was uh, Charlie Pickett and the Eggs, and um, there's a bunch of other bands playing uh, Zed Cars, Amazing Grace. Um, there's some metal bands. There's a highly band Hammerhead and uh, Z Toys, and just bands from that era. And it's amazing how many when once we started uh, putting the word out for this thing and doing it, how many people came out of the woodwork that we're able to get together and there were people flying in to play and, and it's cool because there is still an, an interest uh, and uh, and a lot of people are discovering that there were uh, actually a lot of really cool uh, bands down here in the 80s, original original bands and like all different kinds of music, all different genres. That weekend is April 1st and 2nd. Tell me about the venues and I know it's split between two different days with different stuff going on so kind of give me a rundown of how each day is going to go. Okay, well actually it starts the 31st, March 31st, is a uh, storytellers night, and that's going to be at Creepy Tiki in Fort Lauderdale, and that's like uh, where different people are going to just sing like one or two songs, uh, acoustic. It'll be like an acoustic thing, and tell stories about what it was like uh, Miami, in particular, in in the 80s, like what was going on, because that was a time of the um, cocaine cowboys, the Mario uh, about what that had happened. So Miami was uh, it was so different. Uh, Lincoln Road was. Uh, Abandoned. It was like an abandoned ghost town, if you can wow. picture that. Yeah, yeah, and it's just so crazy. It was just so uh, different then. So there will be people, people like uh, Charlie Pickett and uh, Richard Shelter, who was is, who is the one uh, who ran a lot of clubs back then, and he was the one that turned the Cameo Theater in Miami into a... Uh, music venue and actually ended up bringing a ton of bands down here to play like Black Flag and the Dead Kennedys and the uh, uh, Dead Boys and Lords of the New Church. He would bring these bands all the way down to Miami and play this really cool uh, theater, the Cameo Theater. So um, that's a Friday night and that uh, that's sort of like a closed event. So you have to actually, you just have to go to the Miami uh, uh, Punk Rock High funding site and then do a contribution to it, which is actually the whole reason with the, the money that we're for that is to make a archive um, for all these things that happen because the, the the thing is about all these shows it's like it's so challenging trying to find out like who played when all these bands because this was before computers and cell phones right. and not, so people just have flyers or they have pictures but <laughs> yeah. nothing's online so it's like you actually have to take these old flyers and scan them and ha- put them up ha- or else or else it's gone disintegrated yellow yeah yeah it's it's funny and the things and 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 it's like so uh, amazing like now you do anything you want to know you go, look it up and google it but if it's something that happened in a small you 
you know, in a, in a small town, and it was written about. These things aren't archived, so that's what we're trying to do is build this whole archive. So it's not because once all this generation of people die, most of them, most of them didn't have kids anyway, so that's it. It's gone. No one's going to remember any of it. So, uh, <laughs> and, and the memories are only so good to begin with. <laughs> yeah, no, but there, there's, some, there, there's some great stories. I mean, there really is. So that's the so the Friday night is that. The Saturday night at Churchill's is the club night. So there was clubs down there. There was a club called uh, 27 Birds that bands like the Eat and the Cichlids and uh, Zed Cars played at and uh, and Flynn's. And eventually there was Flynn's on the beach, which also he built. a lot of national bands would come down and a lot of bands played then. So that's Saturday night. And then Sunday night is the... A cameo reunion night, so that's more of a reunion of bands from the late 80s uh, when the cameo scene was going, and there was a lot of um, hardcore, punk hardcore bands, and uh, metal too, so it's sort of like a combination of metal, hardcore bands, and um, Cheetah Chrome is coming down too, which is kind of cool. Uh, he was He's the guitar player for the Dead Boys, and uh, the Dead Boys played the cameo in the 80s, and actually he ended up getting... Uh, forming a bond with Richard Shelter, and they became friends, and Richard asked Cheetah, hey, Cheetah, will you come down and do this thing? And, and Cheetah Chrome said, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty cool, and he's going to play some Dead Boy songs, and awesome. uh, and Shark Valley Sisters are going to play with him and uh, back him up for the Dead Boy songs. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Also, you guys have a show coming up at Poor House, uh, March 25th. That's next... Saturday night, the 25th at the Poor House, and that's going to be fun because we're playing with Chrome Fangs, the band Chrome Fangs from Jacksonville with uh, Donovan Wolf, uh, the guitar player used to uh, play down here uh, in the 90s and maybe 2000s, but he's in Jacksonville now. So they're coming down, and Octogato, but also Shark Boy Sisters, we're going to preview all our Dead Boy songs that we have learned for Cheetah, and we're getting a bunch of guest singers to sing them. So we got Tim from Armageddon Man, we got oh, cool. Mark Dubin, we got Paige, uh, used to be in a band called Weathered Kittens back in the day, so we got all different people, once again, bringing people into the fold. We've got a bunch of different guest singers that are going to sing all the uh, Dead Boy songs that we're going to run through uh, Saturday. You just made my plans for Saturday night. Yeah, I don't know why anyone... Oh, and uh, Scott uh, Puteski, uh, um, Scott Puteski is living back there. He's a guitar player for Marilyn Manson. He just moved, recently moved back down, and he's going to sing a Dead Boy song, too. So That's going to be a lot of fun. And I actually, my first open swim last week was with Mike, the singer from Octogato, so it's funny. Oh, nice. That, They're playing, too. That's right. Yeah, that's perfect that back-to-back, I've spoken to both of you guys, and you're both going to be at this event on Saturday, so it's kind of going to be like the open swim up until now <laughs> music. Uh, all right, well, Rob, is there anything so else you want to cover with before I let you go? No, no, I think you did good. This is great. Saturday, uh, people, local people come out Saturday, the uh, 25th to the poorhouse. And then the next weekend, the Miami Punk Rock High, if you uh, head out to Churchill's that Saturday, I guarantee you, you will see some cool stuff. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you.